Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening around in and around Central Florida. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Damn Nick. I swear, people are going to just like start calling me on the street saying, damn you. I'm like, what? Like, damn like, you. Damn Nick. Yeah, for real. Just like literally, the people I don't know, like, it's going to be like Dave Chappelle when he's like, uh, when people used to go and we'll go up to him and say, what was it? The, uh, uh, Rich bitch. Like, yeah. Rick <laughs> like, James. Da- I'm Rick James. <laughs> like, he's going to go up to me like, damn you, Nick. Like, what? <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> out of nowhere. Talking about Dave Chappelle, now, yeah. uh, it wasn't part of our, our list of uh, topics. Yeah. But um, HBO Max, mm-hmm. HBO Max um, said that they're going to remove the Chappelle show per his request, also. So that's another. Hey, that's one. the power uh, of um, influence. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And uh, yeah, so how was your week going? It's going. I really like. I'm not really like. I feel positive, but at the same time, I can't tell you I did anything. I did something. What'd you do? I popped my D and D cherry. This past weekend. That just sounds so wrong. It sounds so wrong, but it was so great. So wrong. Yes. <laughs> I, I've i learned a lot from it, mm-hmm. and I really want to dive into to D&D more. I want to try to find like a, probably a group of people or mm-hmm. friends or people that would be down to do some campaigns. So... So yeah, so I it it takes a, uh, what I learned. Here's what I learned. Mm-hmm. It does take some time to build your character, mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot of different uh, races, classes, background that mm-hmm. you have to, and then you have to embody that character. Is is more like if you're somebody's that predominantly evil and and has cruel intentions, you can't be like humorous and have help everybody. Like the character you build. You kind of want to be keep, consistent with who you are. Yeah, you have to kind of be consistent. So, um, I met these. Um, it was three people from TikTok. I think it's uh, Mr. Wenzel, Lacey, and Spencer. And there was another guy named Lance. Uh, but Spencer is a, it was his first time like me, like Virgin D and D Virgin. So we were doing it. So, uh, Mr. Wenzel, which he goes by TikTok. Um, he created this whole campaign, this one shot, everything mm-hmm. has to be completed within, it was like around three hours, which I guess is a short campaign. Cause sometimes people do for six hours, all like a six hour day and they'll just play all day. How is this not like the thing that everybody got into for the pandemic, like the, the lockdown? It just seems like they so probably, much time could have been killed with this. Oh yeah. I, I think is you just either that what it is, is it's hard to find people that do it mm-hmm. or but most of them, you want to like do D and D with friends that you know, because mm-hmm. it's sometimes harder to find people that you don't know that will take you in, or they'll be like, "There was people that I know." I'm like, "Oh, I'm already in the middle of a campaign. I can't really start another one because mm-hmm. super invested. So you can't just bring a character out of nowhere, yeah, without building the story or the the campaign." So I understand that is it would have been great that people would do it, but it was so fun. I think you would love it. I think you would enjoy it. You for, say that. Yes, because all right. So, first of all, let me just to tell you the campaign. This is the idea of the campaign that the DM had okay. was uh, our group is at a tavern yeah. and we're just hanging out and uh, it was a gentleman that comes in and he is like the botanist of the small is on the island. So this botanist in this small uh, town of that island. Yeah, and he's seeking help. Okay. So his idea is like, yo, I need help because uh, there's something in the forest that 
that throwing out these magical powers or influences and we need you to help us restore order order to our town. So we would go out there. Mm-hmm. There would be small creatures that we'd have to fight. Then we get to the center of the commotion and battle one more. Like it was like a druid. So it's like somebody has magical powers and get the gem and restore the um, restore the, the the put everything back to order. Like you said, mm-hmm. that's not how it went. Clearly. Okay. So we get to. So with this is that you, your decisions progress the game, progress the, the campaign to different ways so i get there i'm not even i've never done this so i was like oh we're at a bar everybody's had a few drinks and then i'm like oh can i buy shots for everybody Mm -hmm. so i'm like all right let me buy another shot so i do like two three shots but if you roll there's a d20 so the higher the number the the more you could drink without having affect you the less you like if you roll like a two that means after two shots you're drunk. So you have So to basically for every decision you make, the dice determine the outcome. how severe or how positive that, that decision was. Yeah, how the outcome's gonna be. If it's gonna be in your favor or against your favor. Mm-hmm. So out of the four of us, two of us got drunk. Yeah. So when the the guy in the tavern comes in asking for help, me being me, because how I do in real life, I'm like, I'll give you ten bucks to punch him. And one of the guy go drunk guys goes, No, I'll do it for free. Practically killing him. So then <laughs> the DM was like, all right, now that's uh, like the only person that's going to push a story or my 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 idea of what this campaign is going to be is already out the window. So he had to improvise the rest of the way through. So like he says, like there was people out there was a we go outside and all these vines from the trees are coming in and taking people. And one of them takes a woman with her baby and uh, one of the other guys, he was drunk. He was like, I'm going to roll to try to save her. Mm. But it was um, he was drunk. So he swings, but he swings so hard and kills her. So he's like, <laughs> great. So then we ended up going to the, this other inn. And there was like this old senile lady. And she she was the, the wife of the person we first killed. And she's like blind, but she thought she was us. And we tried to take her upstairs. Like I, my character takes her upstairs, mm-hmm. and but she's really trying to go downstairs to talk to, thinking I'm her husband. She's trying to make dinner or whatever. I'm like, oh, go to bed, go upstairs, and she starts taking her clothes off, like, because she's like super in love with her husband. I'm like, oh, can I do uh, take one for the team role? And <laughs> so that's how the game went. See, that's what I'm saying. Is like it just seems like. Because, okay, so this is the way I kind of live my life, and I, I don't say it's the best way, but yeah, I live my life like doing capoeira on the edge of a, of a cliff. Yeah. I like to think openly, wildly, because I, I you know, creativity, you know, create, being creative is awesome, but same time, I always feel like there's a, always a structure to where the creativity is. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's always yeah. something that you're trying to kind of achieve, so... That probably limits my creativity. So that's why I said I'm like doing capoeira at the edge of a cliff. Yeah. So that right there seems so open that I'm just like, I don't know where the cliff edge is. Yeah. So what's great about it is that the DM kind of like steers you in. Mm -hmm. Because like you could be like, I want to do this. And he was like, all right, roll for it. And let's see what's your outcome. And he was like, oh, it's it's in your favor. He's like, are you, it benefits you, but there's like a something else a more that might create a more of an obstacle or just it doesn't give you full range to do whatever. Mm. Or if it's against your favor, he's like, 
Um, it you, you have, have to creatively figure out how against the favor it was. Yeah. So because in the dice where you swing the not the sword and it was negative, you had to assume it was because he was drunk. Yeah. That he did. T- yeah. Okay, I get it. I yeah. get that part. So yeah. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just there's so many elements you have to really take into consideration. But I mean, it sounds interesting. Actually, I was thinking. I'm, I'm in the back of my head. I was like, I'm surprised they didn't design something like that for other uh, scenarios. Like, <clears throat> for example, like I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Now that one's more medieval, but like I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. So imagine, you know, like uh, like a D and D campaign for Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, uh, but kind of in the way where every decision you make, let's say you go to the past. Yeah, it affects the you, future. Exactly. Because a lot of times in, in Doctor Who, the whole idea is some things can be changed. Some things are so set in time that if you change them, they create... Um, alternate universes. Or- well, not alternate universes. They call, they're called um, aberrations or something. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a term for it. They're basically, like the, the time does tries not to allow it to happen because oh, okay. it's so negative or negative things happen. Yeah. Um. So stuff like that where it's not, it's not just affecting the here and now. It's actually affecting... The decision you make or the changes you made did it affect um, the future to the, in a negative way? Oh, uh, okay, I got it. So kind of that would be cool. It opens up an element to it. That'd be interesting. That would be that would be a long campaign. True, of course. Yeah, so many decisions. So many decisions, and you have to take notes because, like, oh, if this happened, mm-hmm. does it affect the future? If you have to jump to the future, that's awesome. I like you that know, it's funny. I would imagine that something like that would work um, as far as technology. Because now the game is more like. Just open, you know, you write stuff down. Yeah. There's, there's no actual technology associated with it in a sense, right? But the one technology I would advise to get is a um, text, uh, a, a word to text, where it's almost like you document everything you say so that you can actually follow the campaign easier later on. Like, well, we made that rule this time. So, like, you can, it's, it's just a way to easier search it. Like, so you know, like, what like a electronic stenographer kind of thing. Yeah. Where it tracks stuff like that, where it tracks can, all the, everything that's all uh, your decisions too. So it's consistent. Yeah. But then again, too, I'm overthinking it. That's my problem. I'll think it too soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to try to see if I can find another campaign and I'm going to get you on. So you could. Interesting. So we could do. You really just wanted me to say wild stuff, don't you? No, I don't. I don't know. Depends on your character. Depends who. No, but you know me. Yeah, I know you. I know you overthink it. And I, oh, think well, I also say things that most people don't expect. That too. And that would be fun because then that would just put everybody on their toes and their reactions <laughs> and how they're supposed to do things. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened this weekend. Yep. Um, and then that was it, I guess. Yeah, that's the only thing I did. That was. Oh, we really? went, oh, we went to. I'm just saying, like, really? No, no. Sat- Sunday, we went to the Dolly Museum and uh-huh. saw the Van Gogh live experience. It was. I don't want to say. It, it was how would you how would you put it? It's I think it was overhyped. It's not that it's overhyped because no, no, nobody no. overhyped it for me. No, but. Uh, yeah, but the the way that people was because I watch a lot of people that go to it or mm. talk about it, they were like, "It's amazing." I'm like, "It was really good," but I think the way they they the imagery they thought it was gonna be like wall to wall, completely like no open space, everything's just complete live, like just I know it's gonna be projected. But just more seamless, and it and it was like more blocky than I would have preferred. It. Well, it's literally just projectors. That's all. Yeah, it is, but no, a lot of projectors. No, I know a lot of projectors, but that was gonna be one seamless projector, like how they'll they'll have one continuous one Mm-mm. to go across everything. I, that's what I assumed. No, it, from, it, would, it from, would never be detailed enough. Like you would, I'm saying, but I think about it: a projector that big, that light, that source, that huge, you wouldn't get any detail of any of those images. It wouldn't. It would be impossible. Yeah, but if you, I'm t- here's what I'm saying. 
Mm-hmm. If you had five of them mm-hmm. and you you had one computer or a program that makes it seem like one mm-hmm. takes one corner, the other takes this portion mm-hmm. to make it one seamless one. That's what well, I was assuming. One of those rooms was kind of like that. I think that would have been a better experience for you. Yeah. The one, I don't know if you went through it. There was one room. It was literally just a box. It's like the size of the yeah. room. That literally is just every wall, the floor, and basically not one inch wasn't really covered with light. That might have been a better experience. Yeah. Uh, I kind of enjoyed the big one because it gave dimension because you, you saw it on the wall. You saw it in the pillar in the middle and whatever. Yeah. Um, I mostly was just appreciating the details of the of Van Gogh's work. Is is like... Because a lot of times they would do is it would zoom into like the super minute details of his brushstrokes. So I was appreciating stuff like that. But it's kind of like watching... Um, a burlesque show versus like actually meeting that like it's almost like if you're in love with somebody you want to be with them in that way right mm. you know there's one thing where you see the burlesque show which is great it's wonderful it's a it's a great experience but at the same time i'd rather just see them and yeah. be with them so the whole time i'm watching i was like i loved it but i'm like i want to see his, i would i would prefer to be in front of his work yeah it you just kind of it just kind of just felt like a very like, it was a different experience it was a cool tease yeah, but it's almost like the the way you could explain it is like looking at the Van Gogh mm-hmm. live and then going to the Dolly and actually seeing the painting. Yeah, it was because then there you're. It's I, I felt it was a little even though it wasn't huge and like interactive the way they try to make a scene, but it was more intimate with the Dolly well, because, because there you was had things, your time. Well, there was things I noticed about Dolly's work that I've never noticed before because I was actually standing in front of it. Like. Yeah. I've noticed he gives, he gives his work a lot of three dimensional uh, appear to it, and I notice what he does is like what well, he'll do he'll do ghosts like there's ghost shapes in the painting. So like there was one painting, um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was it was you could see the sky or the background right, and it kind of feels like you're moving like for some reason you're moving towards the sky. And I looked if you really look at it based on the right light, um, the sky even though it's blue it had two very minute shades of blue where you saw little lines. Yeah. And that's what he did. So that way your eye is following that lines and it feels like you're going, it's movement. It's movement. So he's creating movement with these ghost little lines in there. And I'm like, there was no way I'm going to be able to see that from a picture of a picture or in this case, a projector. So yeah. you're right in that way. It's a, it's like I said, it's a tease. It's a yeah. great tease. So great artist. Um, but it just kind of made me feel like I need to now go see the real thing. Yeah. I'll be done to get there. Yeah. Please let me know. But um, I mean, either way, I enjoyed it. You know why? Because... It was safe, and it was something to do. Yeah, they so, they really were on their social distancing thing. Yeah, like if you didn't, if you your tickets are time based. Yeah. So if you don't get there at the right time, they will not let you in. Yep. And but the only thing, is, the only thing is that they can't kick you out because you're like, oh yeah, yeah, but they already know that people are not gonna sit there for, for hours. like hours. They were, I think they averaged out like one visit will take about two hours. Yeah, and the thing is, is, even if you're that guy who spends the whole day there, yeah, you're that one guy, not yeah, like not, not fifty yeah. people, exactly. Yeah, and on average, everybody would just be there for like an hour or two. So that's basically the idea. But definitely worth worth going either way. Even even if you, for me, it was a new experience because I've never been to the Dolly Museum. Period. Oh no, it was my second time. I no, I, I literally enjoyed it. I got to see. It's a lot bigger than I remember. Than the last time I went. It's very interesting, just because I saw the progression of. I kept on looking at the dates because I kept on seeing how he progressed. Yeah. Like his skill set to the point where it looks like graphic design work. It doesn't look like paintings. Yeah, I know, right? Because I remember you were what was one the one with um, Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You're like, 
when did he do this? Because it was very like it's pixelated. Pixel. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the 70s. So yeah, they had cameras, they had TVs. It's just interesting. It's just like pixelated. So it's like you hear about this man who existed for so long, you didn't think he was like somebody who existed like that. Like you, I'm thinking something like so far ago that I was dead way before he was ever was. I was not born before he was dead. Something like yeah. that. But no, it's it's pretty. I mean, a lot of stuff to some consideration or another is a little modern. Yeah. Literally, at least he was ahead of his time. Very with much some, so. with uh, his technique and how he portrayed. I just wonder if you. I mean, if he was as appreciated, because that's the biggest problem about artists is that you're not appreciated until you're dead. Especially when you're when your forethought is so into the future. Yeah. You're it. That's the problem. You're not appreciated as much in your time. But then look at look at Van Gogh. Van Gogh, I, in his public mind, he probably thought he was a failure. People thought he was a failure. And look, right now he is like that, uh, yeah, that spoken artist. about like that person who, who is like so revered. Yeah. So yeah, but it was it was something fun to do. It was. But well, I can't wait to see our next adventure. But <laughs> let's get on to some topics. Talk to me, bro. All right. So the first one was I don't know if you heard it yet. Tom Cruise went off on two. Tom yeah, Tom Cruise went off on two uh, crew members at the London set for Mission Impossible 7 because they were not following COVID protocol. He went off like two minutes hard on these people. Hard. Dude, he is a man who has put his body through the worst possible scenarios as far as brutality. Yeah. And what is he? He's got to be in close to his 60s now. Yeah. If not in his 60s, he's close to 60s. So, I mean, I could imagine. And I'm not, again, when I say that he's put his body through that, I don't mean like, He's so strong. I mean, like his body is not necessarily fragile, but it's gone through his, it's gone through where through some toes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure he, he does, does not... a lot of mileage. Yeah. But his rant was, was reasonable because he was saying that in the midst of everything that the movie industry, mm. it's, it's, it's like almost like none of his last leg, but the way he made it seem is like, like there's thousands of people that work on the set. And then if you come in and not following protocol, and, and they shut it down. It's not that they shut it down for a day. They shut it down for weeks. Or they may even shut down the whole project because everybody has to be tested. Well, everybody right. has to go home. You're right. And then that's a lot of money lost in the in for the movie and then for everybody else because I'm like, there's people that need to pay their house bills, their mortgage, their tuition, and everything else. And there was a lot of, there was a few people having backlash. It's like, oh, he shouldn't have been so hard on them. But at the same time, I'm like, I well, think I mean, he was right. In his right. mind, he saw it as a, as a threat to his livelihood. Yeah, or not his only, but everybody that's on set. Because I think he he would be all right. But somebody that, that is their first job or they're, they haven't got a project months because everything got on a standstill. And this is their first project back. And then to have it risked, 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 ooh, risked to be lost again because mm-hmm. two people are not following protocols. I would be pissed too. And you know, sorry, not even to get into the whole is the protocols as valid or whatever. I'm not even going to get into that. But I would say is this they exist. There's something that if we want to continue, especially if there's so many businesses, so many people struggling, you know, the only way we can we can function is if those we had those protocols rather than because that's the only problem is people always want to argue people should govern themselves versus being governed. Yeah. But the problem is then it starts to become a situation when you have stuff like that, where it's like, I saw pictures of like nightclubs, mind you, we're in Florida. Yeah. So we're already a joke to a lot of other people in the, oh, in yeah. the world because it, you know, and I see pictures. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to it. I see people that go, that go out to sit to nightclubs. They don't wear nothing. And it's one thing if you like, you go to a nightclub and you're there and you, you have your little group and you wear your mask or something. 
But no, these are people that are just out there like nothing ever happened. And the argument of like, well, I can't have fun if I'm like that. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Thing. And how do you not expect uh, like somebody else to be like, okay, well, then I'm going to have to take take over because you can't have fun without following, you know. like Yeah, without following rules. So that's where it's like, you know, you can't follow rules, then we have to make better rules. Yeah. And that or, sucks. Or enforce them stronger. And it sucks, but it's Or have like, to take it away. And also, I, I get I get his his concern because, I mean, this is his movie, his franchise. So yeah. it's like, he doesn't want it to be shut down. So basically, in a sense, he's almost like one of the big bosses there. It's yeah. like, yo, I don't, I can't have, you know, this thing shut down because these guys. And they're following protocol. Exactly. Yeah, so we're we're with you, Tom Cruise, on that on that issue. So not on everything, sure. but definitely on this. Not everything, <laughs> but on this one, yes, we agree. <laughs> so the next news is mm. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, so yeah. there was a huge issue with PS four and Xbox One series players. There was a lot of glitches, a lot of um. Literally, there was there was somebody who was saying on, on Twitter that they were riding around, and I guess they go to this club, and then when they go through the club, I guess the graphics are all messed up, that he goes into the club, and he's, like, completely nude. Like, all like his pants were not there because of the graphics. was not be, The PS4 was not able to process everything to go through. So I find that so bizarre, though. Like, you think they would... Because, I mean, I had a friend of mine who played one of those game testing stuff like that. Yeah. And all he did was like play one small portion of a game, that's a little portion, a hundred times a day or more. Yeah. So I would imagine that they would have tested it on different protocols. Yeah, I whether whether were I guess they had it intended that majority of the projects was going to be for the next gen systems, yeah. PS Five, um, Xbox. But then why didn't series? they just make it exclusive? I don't know why. I guess because they they probably knew that the PS Five was going to be sold out so fast that. That a greater majority of people are going to still be on the t- PS4 or the the last gen series, mm-hmm. and um, they were like, let's downgrade to most things. Mm-hmm. But I guess it wasn't enough to affect the game. To mm-hmm. affect, it, it, they thought it wasn't going to affect the game. But sadly, it did, and that they had to put a statement out that to to um, people could get refunds. See, you know what's sad is that basically what well, that's that tells me again. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to sit there and be like I know exactly what the company's thinking, but what I feel the way it my perspective is, it kind of feels as like it was more beneficial to, for them to actually give it out to to Xbox Four or PlayStation Four, even with the issue that it has, just to kind of be like because not everybody's gonna ask for their money back in a sense, right? Yeah. Not everybody, you know, not everybody's gonna go through the right thing to do. So people are just gonna be like, just that's fine. I guess we'll get us for whatever. But There's like, a special protocol into what the refund is, but they're just no. But that's what I'm saying. Is like I feel like, because for example, like I remember dealing with something where it's like something really bad happened where I needed to get my money back for something, and it was yeah. a lot of money. And I realized the people didn't answer the phone call, and I called, like, it felt like almost a hundred times. Yeah, they finally answered and gave me everything I was supposed to get. But in my head, I'm like. It's like comp- certain companies are basically trying to just practice of waiting people out. Yeah. And it sucks because that basically means that only the people that are more aggressive or more stubborn or maybe have the time will be able to get the money back. And then everybody else is stuck with what they have. So they figure it hey, will still kind of make make something from it because not everybody's going to be that aggressive. And that bothers me when like. Yeah, but apparently the the mm-hmm. in, the founders or. The people that are invested into that company lost like a billion dollars worth worth of like revenue, not revenue, but stock. 
Well, because and, that's that's a, I guarantee that's why they issued the the public uh, refund thing. Where it's yeah. like, okay, well, let we have they have to win, and that's the thing about now. It's companies are being looked at more so much more as like almost like a person's decisions. Yeah, because and I get it, they should be to a certain degree, but it's almost like like for example the whole thing with Dave Chappelle that you mentioned earlier. You know, technically by law, they don't have to do nothing. They don't have to no, do none of don't. that stuff. It's, it's all about relationships. And but they, then they want to have that, that. Well, it's that. not just relationship with him. They just notice, you know, the feedback they were getting, and they're like, "Well, we don't want to be on the negative aspect of that because he's he's calling yeah. us out directly, and we're about to, you know, hit the mother load with the Warner Bros. thing. So we need to be in good standing with the public. So because the public is on his side. And, you know, we don't want to lose stock or whatever. They're going to be like, okay, no, 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 we, we got you. We got you. It's, it gets at the end of the day, in their mind, it's like it's not worth them hurting their stock to oppose him. That whatever yeah. whatever revenue they might have gotten for his stuff is not worth it for them to oppose. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this, this is a balance of money. Yeah. So uh, one, per, one, one game that, did, mm. that had the same issue similarly was mm. um, No Man's Sky. I remember that one. So when No Man's Sky, they had like this this... The um videos, the trailers that they gave was like these beautiful planets, and there was like endless. Like it would mm-hmm. take you eons to to yeah, like, visit was it every ten thousand years. Somebody said ten thousand, like ten million, or like nine hundred ninety million that planets. Fun. That sounds so weird, though. So what happened with them was that on launch, people were so upset because the graphics were not were not as good. Not as good. The gameplay was like wonky. There was enough. There was only more. It was more like uh, sca- scavenge and like gather and um, repurpose materials than actual mm-hmm. interactions with other characters. But it took them like three or four years to now. The people were like the game that, that it is now is a game that they should have had when it came out originally, and that was like five years ago. See, but now I'm starting Easy. to see the appeal of PC gamers. Because they don't have to worry about the game system they have. They just have to keep up their system. And as long as they keep up their system, they're going to be able to enjoy the full full range of whatever they get. Yeah. That's only if they build it. If they get pre-built, it's harder to upgrade. No, I get that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, so they don't have to sit here and be online for PlayStation 5 or anything. Like that. Yeah. They just... Just buy some parts and build it up. Yep. So, and next topic. I don't know if you heard about this. What's but it? Tom Heaton Church... And William Dafoe is rumored to come back as Sandman and the Green Goblin for uh, Spider-Man 3. Love those two actors. However, by this point, they should be looking their age. Yeah. So the question is, I mean, I don't know how it's going to look. I mean, don't get me wrong. William Dafoe is... Uh, there's some people that when they get on screen, they just light up for me. Yeah. And William Dafoe is one of them. Uh, Christian, um, what was it, uh, Christian, um, Christopher Walken, another person like that for me. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't default. The question is, is so he's going to reprise his role as Green Goblin. This is rumored, mm-hmm. and it's also rumored that Tobey Maguire is asking for like fifteen million to come back as Spider Man. Why? I'm just because yeah, but he's, then I... he's the original Spider Man for us. I get that, but that's I feel more like I mean, don't get me wrong. If they give it to him, great. But yeah, and I know he's there's a there's a there's a huge portion of. Of Spider-Man fans that that do always feel nostalgic with him, yeah. But the question is, is like, I just hope he doesn't doesn't ruin the idea because yeah. without and that's what I think. I think it's sad because I know he the power that he probably believes he has with it, yeah. Which is like, well, nobody really cares too much about Garfield, 
as we know yeah. right? And you know, the only other associated character aside from um, Tom Holland, Tom is, Holland is, is him. So it's like McGuire. this whole jumping universe thing might not work w- without him. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of other things that rumored but not mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they they haven't cast a Miles Morales. Supposedly he might be in there. Um, there's also there was like a theory that like one of those like fan theories that this one's gonna be the like the death of Spider Man. So Miles Morales takes the mantle and leads the um, and then leads the uh, the Sony universe, the Sony Spider Man universe. Supposedly, like he so, won't die on this one. He'll probably die on the next can one. Can you imagine if they what they do is they break them apart? So like you, maybe you're right. Miles Morales takes over. Like it's given Tony an opportunity to be like create enough characters on their own. Yeah. To allow Tom Holland to completely be in that universe, and they can do their own thing, and they, the storylines never have to link up. Yeah. So like he'll he'll stay, he'll he pushing he'll be fight like the sinister sticks mm-hmm. as with miles morales and then tom holland spider-man could go independently and just stay with mcu yeah that would be a great idea because then they don't have to fight for rights and wh- what happens with which because now at that i mean i'm sure just, there's going to be something where they get a small portion or whatever tom oh Holland's yeah oh, of course they're gonna they're gonna get a portion of tom holland if he's gonna be at the mcu but, but they'll, they'll be a permanent character for mcu he'll be a permanent character for the mcu that will push that story that does would never really have to interfere or interact with mm-hmm. um miles morales's character unless they the they'll have a few villains that will carry over back and forth possibly yeah well, the one thing I find interesting is uh, speaking on top of uh, Miles Morales because obviously the animated version of the was pure Sony, yeah, and that one went so well. That was done so well that it was good, and that was Miles Morales' story. So maybe, and then, and then the main game that comes out for Sony and PlayStation is Miles Morales. So, so they're pushing the, a lot of animated now the game. Now they're pushing a very strong Miles Morales front. Mm-hmm. It might happen. It might happen that it might that, be that. It might be that that they're gonna, there's going to be a hidden thing that Miles Morales might come out at the end of this uh, Spider-Man three, mm. or he's in the middle. He does Small's interaction, but he, it would be more beneficial for Sony to um, continue with the Miles Morales with the Sinister Six mm-hmm. than Tom Holland because they're going to try. Because I know MC uh, Marvel has a whole story that they want to try to push around. Because they're bringing, which we're going to get into Disney, uh, that they're going to try to integrate Spider Man into it because he's like the probably like the new lead of to lead yeah, the way a, of the new way. Where he basically becomes like the new Iron Man. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let's see what happens. But yeah, I'm super excited with William Defoe and Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, Thomas, I, I mean, William Defoe, I would, I'm still waiting for the day where they put that man in a Joker. The Joker oh, role. outfit, yeah, like something where basically he become like he is the original Joker or something like that. That would be I don't care. Like <laughs> don't give me care. a give me another jump universe movie, whatever. I don't care. I feel like Willem Dafoe doesn't even need that much makeup to be, you know, the Joker. Like, I know. He like he's like that an persona. aged, like a really aged Joker. That would be awesome. Like right at the end of his leg, and yeah. he just has like one last thing he wants to do. Oh man, if they did the Beyond story. And he yeah. came back as a Joker, as an old uh, age Joker. Oh, how good would that be? That would be dope. <laughs> so, yes. What else you got for me today? All right. So last yeah. week we did talk about uh, that to look to keep a lookout for mm-hmm. Disney's Investor Day. Yeah. Um, they took it to DC and every 
network out there with everything they released. And let's go down the list. You ready? Go for it. Whew. I, I had to do a lot of screenshots for this. A lot <laughs> of screenshots. That, that's, that's good. Nobody did this one where they just had a wall together? They, they did. Mm-hmm. All right. So now. So this is D- uh, Disney's talking about Star Wars mm-hmm. in the Disney Plus series list. Mm-hmm. So they have the Mandalorian. They have the Rangers of the New Republic, which is a spin-off of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. They have Ahsoka, which all three shows will be uh, intersect with future crossovers, okay. which I like. They have the Bad Batch, which is an animated series that follows a rogue clone stormtroopers first uh, that was made popular through um, the Clone Wars. They have Andor, which is um, Diego Luna's character from mm-hmm. Rogue One is a prequel to the spinoff. That's weird. Prequel spinoff. It's a... Yeah, but it's a prequel to the prequel. A prequel to the prequel spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. They have um, Acolytes, Russian Dolls, which brings a new tale to the High High Republic era with a focus on the dark side. Okay. They have Obi-Wan Kenobi, which Hugh McGregor is returning, and supposedly, I think it might be confirmed already, that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader in this series. Um, they have a droid story, which is about uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Lando, which is a, a new event series. Wow, there's Rawls. so many. There's like, and they have Vision, which Visions, which is the one I think I was trying to tell you. It's an animated anthology. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, series where I think there was even one where I saw where uh, Black Panther is a star, um, Star Lord. No, no, that's that. That's what if. No, no. Oh no, that's not visions. Visions, no visions is an anthology that c- crosses like twenty five hundred years within the Star Wars universe. Oh, Star. Okay, so Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, this is Star Wars. This is Star Wars only. So oh. now these are the uh, other movies that are coming out through Star Wars through yeah. the Disney is, uh, Patty uh, Patty Jenkins. Uh, she did Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing Rogue, Rogue Squadron, which is a Rebel Alliance Starfighter Squadron that was founded by Luke Skywalker. Okay. And then Takiti YTT is doing a Star Wars feature that's supposed to come out in 2024. Star Wars, nice. All right. So now we get into Disney Animated. So the they have one called Raya and the Last Dragon, mm-hmm. which they don't have no date for. Um, they, um, it's going to be Access. It was going to be a, was a premiere Access, which is like, I don't know if they're going to do $30. They might, they might do like 15 20 What is this? It's a movie. It's called Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, so you're going to do the Mulan thing? The, 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 I think they're pushing for the Mulan thing on that one. Okay. They have uh, Zootopia Plus, which is a series based off the show. Mm-hmm. Baymax, which is another series based off of uh, the yeah. Hero, Big Hero 6. Yeah. They have Moana, which is going to be a long-form musical comedy series spinoff sets for the, from the movie. Okay. They have Tiana, which is, uh, I think, it's, I don't know if it's a sequel or a show uh, from The Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. They have um, Liz, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda writing a new uh, musical set called Encantado for that. They, so that's the shows. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. They have Lightyear uh, with Chris Evans, which is uh, the, the original yeah, the real origin story, story of, of yeah. Buzz Lightyear. These are like crazy. Like I'm, 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 I'm reading these and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to get to some ones that, you, that, that are pure nostalgic. That you're like, I did not even hear about it. And I'm like, I just found out about it today. Well, and you know what's funny? Before you get go any further, like, I was thinking, man, especially all that Star Wars. And the one person who basically feels like everybody's joking around is, like, carrying this thing is the whole um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, right? 
And that's John Favreau, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm surprised John Favreau doesn't become the Kevin Feige of Star, Star Wars. Wars. I wish he does. Like, I think that would be amazing. Because you know what's funny? I've watched, I've been watching John Favreau movies, and I realized, like, man, he kind of, it's not that he's underrated, because I think people appreciate him, but I just realized he does it so nuanced, where it's like, do you think about uh, Iron Man, and you think about, like, all the movies he makes, and it's not like, it's not a huge, like, Spielberg or something like that. It's great. It's big. Yeah. But they're just good. They're just good stories. Yeah. Simple stories told well. That's exactly. All, that's all you need. Like, literally. Like, and I think we saw we said that last time. Like, yeah. with Chef. Well, Chef. Oh, my. I was watching last night. <laughs> I was, and I was like, I, was, I didn't I want to watch the scene where was, he made the grilled cheese sandwich. sandwich. I was planning to watch it today. Funny that you mentioned it. <laughs> I literally just wanted to watch it for the grilled cheese sandwich. And I just, so I just fast forward to that one part. And then watching that scene, I ended up watching the whole movie. Oh, man. All right, mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're going to get into the Marvel. So these are the ones that we already know. WandaVision, The Falcon, and The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Loki, Hawkeye, What If. One of them is that, that it got announced that was kind of rumored was Ironheart, mm-hmm. which is uh, Riri Williams, and she reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor to protect uh, uh, like her neighborhood in Chicago. Wow. Um, then they have <clears throat> Armor Wars, which was going to be with Don Cheadle. Okay. So this is when um, Tony Stark's tech gets into the wrong hands. Then they have Secret uh, Secret Invasion with Samuel L. Jackson, and they um, they do unearth a secret scroll conspiracy. Uh, we also have She Hulk, where we talked about. Um, they also confirmed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that's going to come out in twenty twenty. Yeah, I am Groot, which comprises the short films about Groot and his interactions with other. Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then they confirmed um, Chadwick Boseman is not going to be replaced as well as T'Challa. They're going to honor his character with him as it. So I don't know how they're going to progress with the story. So wait, okay, maybe I read it wrong because I thought they said that they were not going to. So that I mean, yeah, why would that would be horrible? I think so. No, yeah, that would not go well if they did that. But Kevin Feige confirmed that the Black Panther will not recast late. Chadwick Boseman and director Ryan Coogler is working on a new concept. This is set to be scheduled. A film is set to schedule arrive July 2020. So they might not be even creating a Black Panther. They might be creating a whole new character. They, they might create a whole new character to take the Black Panther uh, mantle. mantle. Mm-hmm. But we already said that. It, yeah, all the possible best, options. Yeah. All the possible options. She's gonna be, I feel like she's going to be the highest one. Mm-hmm. Um, they confirmed uh, Blade. Which I guess they confirmed today that it's gonna come out before Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel two. Okay. They haven't set a date for it. They they confirmed Ant Man and the Wasp: uh, Quantum Mania mm-hmm. uh, with Jonathan Myers, mm-hmm. uh, Majors as uh, King the Conqueror, and this also side yeah. note this might lead to the Young Avengers because of because uh, uh, of Casey, um, the Ant Man's daughter. She's Is older. It- yeah, but did you hear about that though? Huh? I was I was reading about that. That's a rumor that that that. That's a rumor that actually happens. No, no, that happen. Huh? No, it does. She does lead the late. No, the, no, no, the, no, no, no. The other thing about Atman's daughter. What? She got recasted. Oh yeah, she got recasted with Kate uh, Winstrup. Freaky. Yeah. The girl from Freaky. Which, honestly, I know people like are arguing on the other side of that character, but at the same time, for me, I completely forgot what she looked like. And yeah. then And then when I saw that it was going to be this. The girl from uh, Freaky, I was like, oh, man, I'm excited. 
at the same time, I did because uh, what I was watching, it kind of went back her her filmography or whatever she's done. Yeah. And apparently, she had a long. I realized I realized where I remembered her from. She has a long-standing character arc in uh, Supernatural. Yeah, she does a lot of action. She's done quite a bit of action yeah. movies. So that's the thing. She became a hunter in the show. So it's yeah. like, yeah. So she's good at that. So I think that would have been great. And the thing is, I feel like she's kind of got this crazy look, kind of yeah. eye, that reminds me of the little girl who played it, which was perfect at the time. I thought she was adorable. <sighs> so not adorable, but just like crazy adorable. Um, so I think she can embody that kind of those little quirks. Yes. Um, lastly mm-hmm. is uh, Spider-Man's director, John Watts, is now developing a new Fantastic Four movie. That they need to do well. Yeah, that that needs to do that needs to be done. Like they need to shock people with that one. And Kevin Feige just confirmed confirmed that the WandaVision, Doctor Strange, Into the Multiverse of Madness, and the third Spider Man movie Mm. feature are all connected. Of course, yeah. Well, I know they're all connected in some way, but I think they're going to do more overlapping correlation, like a a part, like a three part movie, like a three part crossover, kind of like a Hobbit. Or yeah. like Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. Because I don't know if it's... Because Lord of the Ring, a lot of... You know, well, Lord of the Ring, a lot of the times, it's overlapping on the same time. Sometimes people think it's like, oh, it's later. But I feel like a lot of it's going to be layered on top of each other. No, it's going to be one of those things where it, it uh, ends... Everything at a, at a, happens at, a, at the same time. Like, oh, okay. That's another one. Where like little things that you notice in one movie... That kind of get unexplained gets explained in the other one. Yeah, or gets explained in the other one like, at the same time. Yeah, like characters in the background or something. Like if somebody happens. drops through a portal, you see it just he drops at the same time. Like oh, he's dropping at the same time. This is happening. Yeah. while this fight is going on in this movie and yeah. everything else. That'd be All interesting. Right. So we got into those. Mm-hmm. So now these are movies that have been confirmed through the Disney um, Investor Day that it were. I feel I'm like caught my attention but at the same time like i kind of knew some of it was going on but i would like i like to mention it to you and i want to get your thoughts on it mm-hmm. indiana jones the next installment so what are starring, we starring uh harrison Ford and directed by J- uh james mangold hmm. the next installment meaning what the like, last movie this will be the uh, after crystal skull hmm. i really felt like man they dropped the ball so much in the last indiana jones movie because it really should have been a flip on the previous one where he plays the role of his father. Like, yeah, that older guy who does, you know, just kind of like with the glasses and kind of to himself. And then his son, you know, like that would have been a cool transition. Yeah, I, get, I agree with you. Um, Which maybe they do with this one. But the question is, if they kind of pass the mantle, who would they pass it to? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's going to pass the mantle or they're just going to end it there and that be like the end of his mm-hmm. series. But if it's popular, I think they want to do it enough that it ends his arc mm. and possibly open something else if it gets enough traction off that movie. Okay. Because they, they're not going to bring back one movie just to bring it back without hoping to lead into like a spinoff somewhere else. But like I've always told you, I think, I think it's better when you don't try to make it so heavy handedly a, a continuation. Like, for example, um, I mean, even though it didn't do as well, like um, uh, The Rock, when he did... Uh, um, uh, spider was a spider, uh, not spider. Um, Scorpion King. Yeah, I'm not. That series could have been way better. But the idea that there was a kind of like, kind of like a spinoff or a continuation of the story in a different setting or different ways told, better. Like basically, you take one element of the first one and you can call it a spinoff whatever you want, but then you continue the story. So it ends there for sure. 
But then you continue the story with something new. Like Hobbs and Shaw? Yes. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, you continue the story, something new, but based on the elements that was created in the first one, but the first one has to end, you know, something yeah, like that. For, for it's so continue. you can call it a continuation, but it's still kind of something, its own thing. Yeah, its own thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Hobbs and Shaw, because yeah. it, was, it was a continuation of where Vin, uh, not Vin Diesel's, um, The Rock's character ended. Well, the problem is that that, that didn't end, because obviously they're coming out with another one. They're coming out with another one, but no, no, I'm saying that it ended... Like if it would have ended Vin Diesel's character mm-hmm. in the in the franchise of Fast and the Furious, yeah. and Hobbs and Shaw doesn't follow the same line that he was going, mm-hmm. his intention was, but goes veers off a little bit, but continues the expands the universe yeah. of that. So yeah, so I agree with that. So next one is which kind of confirmed already was Hocus Pocus two. That's been yeah, that's been in the works for a minute. Um, so directed is gonna be directed by Adam Shankman. Who's that? You know, I could look it up for you. No, that's fine. Um. That's going to be, oh man, I mean, the good thing is that they have the full cast, I believe, because um, that is such a quietly revered, like, so many people love that movie so much, that's super nostalgic, that, uh, man, people are going to have so much expectations for this one. You think? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like Goonies, it's one of those, like, it, there is, okay, it's like, for example, if you told me they were going to remake something like uh, E.T., all right, Dude. so you ready? So ahead, he, he he's directed mm-hmm. uh What Men What Men Want. Okay. Glee, Rock of Ages. He's directed uh Bedtime Stories, Hairspray, Cheaper by the Dozen Two, Bringing Down the House, A Walk to Remember, The Wedding Planner. I will give him a walk to remember. And um I think you mentioned hairspray. Hairspray. I just literally was still watching that yesterday, watching like the musical parts. Yeah. So, so he, has, he has he has some type of he. I know he's a he's a he does a lot of um, music theater mm-hmm. or Broadway. He's done, so I think he he has that very theatrical, over the top idea of something. But he could bring it down to a more grounded level with like a walk to remember. So I just he, hope it become it doesn't become a musical. Yeah, like th- there was a great music part in that movie, and actually great music parts uh, because it was multiple. But they were never, they never felt like they were musical uh, elements. They all felt logically part of what the storyline was going through at that moment. Yeah. Um. So I just hope he doesn't try to turn it into a musical. No, I agree. All right. So then they have they're doing a reboot mm-hmm. of Three Men and a Baby with Zac Efron. That's coming to Disney Plus. Would that work? I just. I'm super curious about that one because remember, if you're going to pull something from the 80s, because this is not 90s, this is 80s, right? The oh, movies, yeah. So you're going to pull a movie from the 80s. It's, man, you really have to be careful how that comes out because oh, elements of, don't work. Revenge of the Nerds. Which is, that one, I don't know how that works because think about it. What's considered a nerd back then now is super cool. popular. Yeah. Super cool. So what are you gonna have him play games? Everybody plays games. You're gonna have him stream. Um, Everybody streams. Yeah. So like, how are you gonna make him like uh, an outcast based on based on stuff like that? That's why. Uh, based off like what we would consider not cool back then. Yeah. Like maybe they said it. Well, maybe it could be a spoof of uh, yeah. its own movie. So it could be set back in the '80s again, and they just kind of spoof on how people are like yeah. over the top thing. So um, they have that. They're doing cheaper by the dozen with uh, Gabriel Union in it. Hmm. And this one caught me off guard, uh-huh. but I'm like Sister Act three with Whoopi. 
Sister Act three. Yes. Yeah, I have like the biggest smile because I I always watch that movie. I don't know. I why. do, but it's like you remember her character in the movie. Yeah, she was she was a Las Vegas showgirl. I, you know, what's so funny is that she's playing the kind of like visionary uh, older woman in uh, uh, the stand, and yeah. that seems perfect to her look right now, especially with the super gray dreads or something. Like yeah, that. I can't picture that being in Sister Act. That's why I like, feel like if she's retired at this point and she, had, I get that, but then she starts awesome. look, like, looking like uh, I don't know. Just, she doesn't have to say because remember. The original character was a Las Vegas showgirl, so she's all about pizzazz, pizzazz. and show and like you know, boom and oh, man. What happened if she's like one of those like retirees from Vegas that has those big hoop earrings and just chills at the casino? That's what I'm saying. I don't. That would be awesome. I just can't picture them making her look like that right now, and that's what I mean. Is like for example, like uh, uh, I the other, the other day I was watching um, Kat Von D's uh, Instagram, yeah, and I saw that she, I guess she's close to uh, this old character from the '80s. Uh, mm-hmm. Chara or whatever his name was, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. a Spanish lady who's like, dah, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah. And she still looks okay because she's that's what she was. She was always like that Las Vegas thing. So she's she's all about her looks. Even at, right now, she's like in her almost her sixties and seventies. Older than that? I, no, that was literally just that. I was surprised. Oh. I thought she was older than that too. But um, but she's still like that. So that's the way I would imagine Whippy would look in that movie. But it's so weird compared to how you see her now. Yeah. So I just can't wait to see her. Like I want to see how they how they present her, yeah. because when she's a nun, that's different. But when how they're gonna present her before that is the part that I'm I'm curious about. Then they're gonna have uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This is gonna be a hybrid of uh, animated and live action with uh, John Maloney and Andy Samberg in it. Like Andy Samberg, um, John Maloney. You don't. I'm trying to remember who John Maloney is. He's a stand up comic. Um, I have to play some of the things okay. his, his his clips for you. I just hope it's he has not... a little bit of dry comedy okay. with it, and his, he has a distinct tone to his voice. Okay, like you could pick him out in a crowd easy if you hear his voice like two times. You're like, I could pick him out in a crowd without did, a doubt. Okay, so I have a weird question: Rescue Rangers. Did they actually ever interact with humans? I don't remember that. They That's did. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you can say a bunch of other movies, but like, yeah, they all interact with humans at one point. But I just feel like. Rescue Rangers, I can't really recall if they did or not. Yeah. I always felt like all their villains were like animals. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't remember. And then uh, I'm trying to... <coughs> excuse me. Trying to <laughs> it messes you up, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they did it. I don't remember that they ever did. I may, Maybe they did. I just... I really can't recall. Yeah. <coughs> I can't recall. But lastly, mm-hmm. on the last few ones, we went through a whole list this time. The last few ones is Beauty and the Beast, uh, working continuation t- of the one that uh, prequel with Gaston, which is going to have Lucas uh, Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Okay. Swiss uh, Swiss Family Robinson is going to do a show. It's going to be these are all series now. Hey, but see, that one, I mean, I barely, I don't remember. At least no. of, like I feel like one of those things. Like if you're going to go that far back, don't you can't depend on nostalgia. You have to literally just recreate the story. Yeah, you literally just do a reboot because that's when you're like the people now don't remember it, so you might as well reintroduce those people. Those are like great reboots where you can reintroduce it because if a thing is popular, um, still like if it's still popular, like I, I could watch a uh, Fifth Element stuff like that. There's no point in rebooting those. Yeah, but like yeah, Swiss Swiss Family Robinson, like uh, Peter Jackson and the Olympians is gonna 
the Disney Plus series. Wait, the Olympians like what do you mean? Peter Jackson, Peter uh, per- Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson. I said Peter Jackson. I'm sorry. Oh, please per- tell me they get in the third movie already. No, no, no. It's a show. It's gonna be a series. But I hope it continues from the movie because they left it at such a cliffhanger. Yeah, and then the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh no, two more. I'm sorry, two more. Um, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers is having a series, and Turner and Hooch is having a series on Disney Plus. They're just giving everything to everybody because I don't, I don't like. And this is, and here, all right. Oh wait, we're not even done. I'm sorry, I, I apologize, guys. Mm-hmm. I apologize. We're not even done. We're not even close because there's some more things. Turner I wonder, and Hooch, really? Yes. I wonder if is so, Tom Hanks going to reprise his role? I know. I hope so. Well, the sad thing is, is that I hate to say it like this. Well, no, he died in the first one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And like, then the dog didn't couldn't survive. That's so. Long. Then on top of that. They confirmed to a few um, Hulu shows, uh, Only Murders in the Building, which Steve Martin, Martin Short, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. They have The Dropout with Kate uh, McKinnon. They have Dope Sick with Michael Keaton, Peter, Sar- Peter Skarsgård, okay. and Rosario Dawson. They have Nine Perfect Strangers with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy. And they have, they also confirmed. Another series with um, American Horror Stories and an American Horror Story series what, for a new series. A new series. Also, I find it so bizarre because they're anthologies. So that means every season is a new uh, kind of a new series. Yes, yeah, so so I don't know if there's. I new. wonder what they would do with a whole a whole different series. Yeah. Huh. So that's everything that was announced for Disney Plus. Those are Disney. Those are Disney owned properties. Hulu. Well, Hulu and FX. Yeah, but under the same umbrella. Oh, I guess I just I find it so bizarre. Well, I'm excited. I mean, either way, it's all new content, it's, which yeah, you yeah. know, always ready for new content. That um, was a lot of content. I'm like, I was, I was like, oh, I already knew most of it through what Disney announced, mm-hmm. um, what what they did for Star Wars and Marvel. I knew those off the bat, like off rip. But like a, a few of the Pixar's, like with Lightyear, and but then I was like, when they said when it went down to the shows, I'm like, Mighty Ducks. That's what I'm saying. Sister when you, Act three. Oh, like, oh, so you were happy about those? I'm I just was like, excited. I was like, I don't know. I don't watch Mighty Ducks like that anymore. I watch Mighty Ducks. I watch at least once a month since oh. since I got Disney Plus. I've been watching at least once a month. No, like for me, my super nostalgic thing was Darkwing Duck. Yeah, suppose it's gonna get a, uh, reanimated. Yeah, Darkwing but I just hope Duck. it's not reanimated the way um, the way uh, um, uh, Scrooge McDuck is. Oh yeah, no, I didn't no. like for that. I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that either. I mean, but then again, it's, it's who's it for? So the question is, if the kids like it, that's fine. But for me, I was like, it keep, didn't have the same effect as original. Yeah, keep it the same way. Keep the same art style, I feel. So it's funny that, you know, we're talking about all these different ideas, reboots and stuff like that, especially for Disney. Because right before I came here, uh, one of our friends, it was Jose, did it. He shared that trailer for that very bizarre movie, which is for Chloe from... Uh, uh, Chloe Mor- Moretz? Yeah, from uh, um, Kick-Ass? Yeah. Uh, which it's funny because I was mentioning today that she was the first time I saw her in a movie in such a long time was that one uh, Tom and Jerry movie, which yeah. maybe she just kind of took a hiatus and came back and now is pumping out a lot because I saw her in that in this trailer. And I think she's in a, a couple of things. However, going back to the trailer. So the trailer is very um, kind of like uh, 19, I want to say like 50s, like planes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give you too much of the trailer. Please check it out. I think it was called uh, uh, Shadow. Um, Shadow in the sky or something like that. Shadow in the clouds. So check that out. It's an interesting trailer. It'll, it'll throw you off, you know, what you're thinking it's going to be. But because of the way the plane thing, where it's like that 19, 
uh, uh, 50s plane style, whatever. Yeah. I was thinking, what would be cool if they re if they reintroduced or re um, rebooted uh, duck not ducktails uh, tailspins. Yeah. Live action with humans. I don't know. That'd be interesting because it's, it's it's literally like airplane pilots. Yeah, but remember, a kick, cow kicker. Yeah, seeing somebody like ride clouds like that would be so cool, and you know, Magoo, like uh, uh, Baloo and all these different people, yeah. like these characters as actual people. I would love to see that live. I would love to see that as an actual story, not as like a live action cartoon. Because that like, and I you know would love who to I see want that to, uh, who I want to play Baloo is uh, uh, John Goodman. Not John Goodman. He he's a I think so. He's the original voice. No, I think so. But who? It would be. I'm getting his name. We right need somebody now. big and like. Obviously, Burley. Uh, David Harbour. Who's that? Uh, Har- uh, Hopper from Stranger Things. Uh, Hellboy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him. I can see that. Kind of like Because uh, he's like, he looks so big, yep. but then he's like, he. I think he could play a softy at the same time. Yeah, because Baloo be is basically this, uh, this, this guy who just kind of likes to live in his life carelessly. Basically, so he's like, I mean, I'm sure they show more of us like a little bit of drunk or whatever, but yeah. he's just a carefree guy who has to work for this, this woman. Um, who took over his plane? I remember that story. So that's what that story is interesting, and it'd be interesting to see something like that, like in in real life, live action. If you could throw emotion to it, yeah. Um, so that's one. The other thing too is I thought that same instance, uh, Chloe sh- should definitely reboot Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh yes, not even reboot. No, no, forget rebooting. Like I want thirty see, years. Later? I want to see the continuation, like thirty years later. Yeah, because or the comic book version years. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer after the 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 the, car, the the movie, the TV show ended, yeah. was crazy. I would love to see that in live action. I think she would best fit that role. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. I like um, that idea. So, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break and come back with Damn Nix's Corner Review, guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to Damn Nix's Corner Review. As always, what movie are we reviewing today? So there's a movie. There's a movie I got. There's a, actually there are a lot of options. So hopefully we get to back up on them on a co- um and um, future podcasts. But to this week, I wanted to focus on one that I've heard about from other people. Um, specifically, you you had mentioned it. It's called The Call. Um, it's on Netflix. I believe it's a Korean. Is it Korean? Yeah. yeah. And I always like movies from other countries, especially Korea, because they have a very interesting way of storytelling. So the only problem I have with this movie is I, well, no, I have a couple issues, but I kind of ruined the movie for myself. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah. So please, if you if you decide to watch this movie, do not watch the trailer. There's a trailer attached to the movie on Netflix. And, you know, sometimes you get to watch the trailer in advance of the movie if you wanted to. Don't do that. Just watch the movie with no knowledge of what's going on. I think you'll definitely enjoy it more. Because once I saw the trailer, the trailer kind of gives literally everything away to the point where I I could not get into the movie. It just felt like everything. Like I, I felt like everything was coming beat by beat. Like, okay, well, that's going to happen. Well, that's going to happen. Well, that's obviously going to happen. And so, it's like, you just start seeing it happen before it happens because the trailer basically told you what it was. Yeah. So, I felt like on that part, I'm not too... I'm not the best judge a character when it comes to the storyline because i felt like i was i knew what was gonna happen so it was hard to anticipate it it was hard to like kind of be surprised or whatever yeah however going with everything else um 
I wasn't too like we have mentioned this before. I wasn't too impressed with the cinematography of it. There was a couple scenes that were cool. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Same here with me. Um, but uh, no, overall, like there, there wasn't any like the movie wasn't shot in any kind of way that felt unique or interesting or different. Um, like not too much use of graphics, which is always, which always is fine. I just felt like they were, the the storyline is interesting. Just to give you a little heads on storyline, basically all happens is this girl returns to her childhood home, and um, she uses like she gets, receives a phone call, and the person the line basically ends up being somebody not somebody from her past from somebody from the past. Yeah. So and that becomes its own storyline of how it's used. Yeah. Um, kind of like uh, like you mentioned earlier, kind of like frequency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, in this case, it's a little different. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I when I saw this, mm-hmm. um, when I read the synopsis for it, I was like, it's, it's like it's frequency. So I expected it's gonna be a Korean frequency. Boy, like it was different. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it turned it a little bit sideways for me because I'm like, oh wow, they're telling the same story that you would normally think would be told, mm-hmm. but in a different perspective. Yeah, and I like that. I like, I like, like how you do. Take the same movie, or if you're going to regurgitate the same thing, mm-hmm. give it something different to make it breathe a different life, or yeah. give it a different perspective that you like. Well, I didn't think that you could have a story like that mm-hmm. in that sense. The same way they did with Freaky, you were like, I didn't even think a uh, like Freaky Friday switch, but was with a with a, a Jason, serial killer, yeah, serial killer. So like this one was the same way. I'm like, oh, I didn't expect it to turn that way. Yeah, and well, a see, lot I of, think a lot that's of why you, you got to enjoy it more. Yeah, because I, I didn't see the trailer. I, I do I do know and I agree with you that a lot of the um there was a lot of foreshadowing in some moments that was very or even the movie was predictable at moments yeah for the most part if even if I didn't see the trailer and, I, in regards to certain people's um who certain people technically become later I felt like they could have played that a little bit more kind of like uh like kind of sneaky yeah but I felt like it was a little overhand like heavy handed with like know who that person's gonna be yeah if it would have done a little bit more like you know like you know a little, it was a lot little, more subtle. little lighter a little yeah, subtle, subtle nuance whatever you want to call it it would have definitely played better it would have given a bigger impact yes. than it was but yeah so i i enjoyed the movie uh, um I, I would say the other thing too is even if i was to have not seen the trailer and enjoyed the movie um literally i think it's like the last two seconds that, that ruined it Ruined it for you? Yeah. yeah I was that like, was just like, because, and you could watch it for yourself and see how you feel about it, or maybe just not watch the last two seconds, but I just feel like the story was one thing, and I get when movies do that other thing where it's like, might be something else. Yeah. I just felt like it wasn't properly flushed out to be, to make sense. So it was just, yeah, something else. Blah. Okay, I get you. Yeah, like I felt the like the last two it, seconds were like if it was something more clever, like, oh man, I didn't see that plan was playing out the whole time. I hadn't noticed it. That was cool, but I just yeah. felt like it wasn't done that with that kind the of. The last second was like completely like a different twist than everything else you expected yeah. to be. Yeah, it was just some, a very unexpected twist that you were like, uh, it could work, it couldn't work, depending. I just how, think it was it, yeah the way it, it was depends, done. The way, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, that ending is a twist. It depends on how much you enjoyed the movie. If you enjoyed I mean, the, yeah. the how the, the twist and turns and the progression of the characters, mm-hmm. and you see that, then you're like, oh, that's a good ending because that's different or whatever. Or if you were like, it's too predictable. Um, everything was already flushed out too much for me, or the mm-hmm. characters weren't 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 portrayed enough, or there was like too heavy handed on some tro- projects to do this. And you're like, oh, like you just you just flopped it. I just felt like the reveal. That was my big thing. Yeah. The reveal of the last kind of twist in this movie. I felt 
it, it didn't flush out well. I'm not going to say that it was like it was done like like you can it was too it. quick. It was too quick. It was it's not just quick. It just didn't feel like because I one thing I love about movies, my favorite of all time, obviously the best twist in cinema history is obviously uh, Sixth Sense. Yeah, because you are watching everything play out that you should have noticed to get to that that twist. And I'm not saying this movie had to be that elaborate, but I just felt like it could have been, it could have played up to that where you're like, man, I didn't notice that. Yeah. But I just felt like, nope, we got twist. That's it. Yeah. So True. I don't know. That's just me. Again, you guys have your own opinion. I please, I would love to hear that opinion. Because like you said, maybe if I enjoyed the movie more, that twist wouldn't have bothered, you bothered so me so much. Yeah. And that's why it bothered me. That, that bothered me the most is like, I, because I'm thinking about the story. The story is actually kind of interesting. But again, because I knew the whole story before watching, I was like, "You're like, uh, I know what's gonna happen next." I yeah. was expecting. That. I was looking for everything else, and everything else wasn't as good. Yeah. So, anyways, so I would give this. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't feel like I'm. How about this? I don't feel. You're, it's right already. At, it's, ar- it's, it's already at a disadvantage because yes, you're, I feel. I don't feel I'm in a good position to to give it a good grade for it because I feel like I didn't have a good experience, and I don't want to ruin it for anybody else. Yeah. So I'm going to allow you, who experienced it the way you're supposed to be experienced, to go ahead and give the only grade for this movie. All right. I'll, I'm going to give it three and a half Nikki's. Three and a half Nikki's. So this movie yeah. got three and a half Nikki's based on Tony's review because Nick messed up. So for <laughs> did, what would, would it be a dis, uh, Nick's disadvantage Nikki's, award, Nikki's rating? I can't do that. That's not fair. That'll be fair. No, because it's like, you know, it's almost like, okay, it's almost like if you go to a restaurant and you start asking for way too much changes to a, to a meal. You can't say that you didn't enjoy the meal, like that specialty meal. Yeah. It's like that place you told me was a uh, badass, badass sandwiches. Yeah. I know that their sandwiches are super made a very specific way. Yeah. Because obviously this guy is like this, this combination of foods tastes amazing. If I went in there and I started just take, picking it apart and then said, well, the sandwich is horrible. I can't blame the guy because the guy had a very specific vision. vision. Yeah. So that's why I think of this movie because the vision was very specific. I can't. Give it my critique because I didn't enjoy it the way it the intended artist intended for me to because enjoy. of the production. Whoever did the trailer yeah, ruined I, the movie for you, basically. Okay, I got it. So well, three and a half Nickies for Nikki's. the call. Uh, you can watch it on Netflix. Netflix, yes, it's available on Netflix. I don't know for how long. Go check it out. Yep. All right, guys. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the newest episodes of Nerds in the City. You could always catch us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nerds in the City. Or you can send us an email at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. As always, tell us what you think. Send us requests, comments, concerns, topics to discuss, or things that we could do to improve your listening pleasure. As always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone. See you next week. Out. Peace.